0: The New Marketing Show is brought to you by Trinity Web Media, trinitywebmedia.com. Trinity Web Media solves business problems with intelligent web development and digital marketing. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The New Marketing Show, the marketing podcast where we talk about how intelligent digital marketing and WordPress development solve business problems. Welcome, episode 72. Joined, as always, with my co-host, co-founder of Trinity Web Media, coming to you from Sturgeonsville, New Jersey, Kevin Everly, Kevin, how's it going today? Greg, doing well. How about yourself? Fantastic. I can't complain whatsoever. You know, I have a interesting topic for us to talk about today, if you're open to it. You ready?
1: All right. Let's hear it.
0: You know, one thing I do like about our podcast that I think that we do differently than everybody else is we get right into the topic.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe our banter game needs to be improved. Uh,
0: maybe, but at the same time like I hate listening to podcasts and sometimes it'll take 7 minutes before they get through all the BS before they get into the topic. You know, so here we are. We're at a minute recording. I don't know, there's about 20 seconds of pre-roll. So let's get right into the topic and not let's not keep people waiting. I like it. So, you know, this is like college graduation season. Everybody around me here in San Diego, you know, we have SDSU and and every place else, you know, just graduating. I know ASU is graduating. There's some East Coast graduations going on. So I thought it'd be an interesting topic for us to talk about, like, what new, what people coming into the workforce, and especially into the marketing and web development world, what they should know as they start their careers. And more more specifically, like, what are some things that I wish that I knew?
1: I like that. I like this a lot.
0: Yeah, it's a different kind of topic, you know? This is going to be something that, you know, we're going to talk a lot about, I guess our history growing up as mm-hmm. marketers and growing up as WordPress development people and, you know, business development and finance, you know, I'm sure that, you know, there is tons and tons and tons of stuff, you know, that you've learned over the course of your entrepreneurial journey that, you know, way more today than you did day one. Sure. So, you know, in my mind, what are some of those, what are some key points that you think that people entering the workforce, especially in the marketing, advertising, and web world, kind of should know as they get their feet wet.
1: Oof. Not all marketers are created equal.
0: Well, that, that's a good one.
1: And, you know, sometimes the loudest ones aren't always the, the you know, the most on point.
0: Yeah, I, I, I can totally agree with that one. I think that, you know, there's a lot to be said there because... You know, amplification doesn't always equate to expertise. Nope. You know, and that's that that's something that, you know, just because you're loud and you're preaching your message, it doesn't mean that you're right.
1: And you know what I mean by not all marketers are created equal is we each are driven by different things. You know, some marketers are purely monetarily driven. You know, what's good for me, my company, and my bank account? Some Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. I- I, I, I agree with that.
0: You know, I, I agree with that. There's not, so not all marketers, marketing companies are created equal, equally when it comes to what their motives are.
1: Sure. I mean, are you out to get clients results or, you know, you inflate mm-hmm. your bank account? Sure. Both of those things can happen and they're not necessarily mutually exclusive, but, you know, start with the end in mind of who you want to be as a marketer. And, you know, that's part of the journey. That I think could save a lot of people, you know, a lot of time and a lot of missteps. Yeah, you
0: you know, we're jumping way ahead in the game here, but I think that sometimes marketers and marketing agencies are too concerned with the awards that and the the pats on the back than they are the results. I I've told yeah. my personal story working on award winning campaigns and being chief strategist of award winning campaigns that won you know that were amazing with everything else except for the results, you know, yeah. am I proud of those? Do I talk about those often? No, I only talk about them in the context of a learning mo- moment.
1: Yeah. As a cautionary tale for, you know, not to get caught up in the bullshit. Yeah. And they
0: didn't succeed for a number of reasons. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You
1: know, I, I, you know,
0: so, <clears throat> you know, a couple of the things that I always, a couple of tips that I would give people just getting into the, the marketing world is align yourself with people who have the same, Values, morals, and ethics is you. And then, Mm -hmm. even with that alignment, there's no guarantee for your success. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that there's a lot of things that, you know, culturally, you know, you have to fit in wherever you work, you know, and this is that's really in in any industry. So if you're looking for a job, you know, it's tempting to jump at the first offer, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, like, is it the right offer? It do, do you fit in? You know, do you feel like you fit in? And I, I would pay attention to those signs.
1: Yeah, the culture is it, you know, is it, are you going to be happy going there to work for the next five to 10 years of your life? If the answer is no off the bat, you know, keep looking.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and you hit the nail on the head there is like, are you going to be happy there? You know, I also look, you know, I think that, you know, work is work and as much as I love what I do and other people, you know, love what they do, I still think that work is work. We all have those stressful days, but we all have to get up in the morning and continue to go to work. So, I mean, you have to have an element of fun too. Are you having fun working on the projects that you're working on with the people that you're working on? You know how to, you know, let that factor into your decision, also. Yeah. Now, I've worked a ton in San Francisco, and there's lots of foosball tables and pool tables and ping pong tables and kegerators and shit like that. Don't get enticed by the fanciness, the fancy stuff.
1: Get intrigued by the people that you'll be working with. I That's a great point. You know, and you know, when it, whenever we talk about people and marketing, you know, I think ego comes to mind. Yep. Without a doubt. You know, I think, you know, I understand certain marketers can have their ego and they've worked hard to kind of get that chip on their shoulder and whatever it is who they are. You know, if you're early in career, stay away from the ego bullshit.
0: You know what? I think that there is, you know, and I've worked with a lot of those people that I know that you're mentioning, and I know a lot of those people. I think that there's, I think a healthy ego is okay. Mm -hmm. But when ego breeds arrogance, sure. That's when I think that things fall by the wayside.
1: Yeah. And keep in mind that a lot of the people that we see, you know, who come to mind with egos, we don't have to go into names or anything like that. But, you know, a lot of times that's a stepping stone for them to become a, a Marketing personality.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, and then, you know, if you paid attention to any like Trinity Web Minutes and Instagram stuff and bonus episodes, you know, there's a lot of people in the marketing opinion business. Sure. They're not a lot of people who tactically execute. You know yeah. what I mean? Everybody wants to be in the opinion business because the opinion business sells ebooks and the opinion business gets you, you know, on stage to speak, you know, keynotes, talks, and shit like that. But you know what? I want to be in the execution results business versus the opinion business. Always. You know, I'm reading, I'm, I'm actually not reading. That's a lie. I'm listening to the audiobook Chopwood Carry Water right now. And they came up, they made a great point between Donosco and Yada, right? Donosco is interpret, the interpretation is having the experience of, right? And Yada is, I'm sorry, Donosco is having the knowledge of, and yada is having the experience of. So like a lot of people have a lot of ideas and a lot of shit to say about the marketing world and a lot of opinions, Denosco, but not a lot of people have the experience of how to put that stuff in play and how to make stuff work, yada. So you want to live in the former, not the latter. You want to learn by experience, because you're going to come out of school, right? Let's assume people coming out of school or coming out of whatever, saying "I want to, I want to go into this industry." They're going to come out with a lot of assumptions, book knowledge, case studies. You know, uh, they're probably going to watch a lot of those marketing personalities to learn stuff, and and they're great tools. But until you actually have the experience of putting that stuff into play, that knowledge is not worth the. the the knowledge that you learn from books and everything else is not as valuable until you have the experience as to see where you can draw from that knowledge
1: yeah i mean that knowledge you know is a great resource and you know will further your understanding and you know get you where you need to be quick right if it's executed upon properly and typically early in career you know i think that you have more to to learn by you know being Observing around you and, you know, really just being a sponge and taking in as much as you can about really well, you know, really well executed campaigns. Yep. I
0: absolutely, you know, every day at work, I would rather work with this person who knows how to execute an idea versus somebody who's a great idea person. Ideas are worthless Mm -hmm. without execution. And I'll say that over and over and over.
1: I agree. I mean, everybody's got an idea for their, their lottery ticket. That's going to make them $10 million. Very, very few people actually sit down and even try to execute it upon out of those few who try to execute upon it. Very, very few are even successful.
0: Yeah. And it's amazing. You know how everybody has something to say about something, but not everybody has put that stuff into, into play. So, Moving on from that idea, I don't want to beat that one dead. You know, a couple of other things that came to my mind as with my personal entrepreneurial and marketing develop, you know, WordPress development career that has been really important to me is finding a mentor. You know, I've had sure. I've been fortunate enough to have some great business mentors and life mentors along the way. You know, the first one that comes to mind is my friend Matt Kurtstein's father, Sam Kurtstein. I worked for him for years. And he was always there to teach us life lessons or teach me life lessons about things that I probably didn't understand at the time.
1: He was figure it out, right?
0: Yeah, he was. Yeah, well, Matthew and I got our got our car towed in, in uh, New York City at 3 a.m. one night after seeing some music at the old wetlands. And we called him to say, hey, w- w- help us. What do we do? And he said, I guess it's time you two figure it out. And I've, I'll never forget that lesson. So like I latched onto a mentor like that. Then later on, you know, I really didn't have any other mentors in, while I was working for other companies until I started working on myself and I found out how to be collaborative. And I started having mentors like Francine Hardaway and Ed Newsbaum, And then even friends of mine who have mentored me over the years about other things, you know, Jonathan Corsati, uh, Chuck Reynolds, and John, Joshua Ziering of Kitty Hawk and Scott Yacko, now a Mighty Hive. You know, all of those people have always mentored me and they always gave me very, you know, very, very graciously and unselfishly gave me a part of their knowledge to help me along my way. And I hope that I gave back in some sort of way. You know, I, I'm, that was positive. I'm sure that there's a lot of other <laughs> stories, but you know what I mean? It's just like, so find a mentor that you can latch on to, one that is unselfish with their knowledge. Now, A good entrepreneur and a good business person and somebody who has a good work blend balance is always selfish with their time. So make sure that, you know, if they're selfish with their time, that's fine because we, we all are, right? Or we all need to be. But make sure they're unselfish with their knowledge because if they're unselfish with their knowledge, you stand a chance to learning so much, you know, from all of these people.
1: I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think that the mentor-mentee relationship is super important in marketing and entrepreneurism. And, you know, every great entrepreneur looks back and says, well, I had these mentors and they helped me get to where I am today.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I'm a firm believer nobody gets anywhere alone. So if you can latch onto a good, you know, WordPress development or digital marketing or any kind of entrepreneurial mentor, hold on to them and, and ask how you can also help them.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I mean, this also goes back to ego and not having that chip on your shoulder to understand that you're still in a very teachable place. And the more you can learn now, the more you're going to be able to leverage that knowledge in the future.
0: Without a doubt. You know, another thing that I would say, you know, once you would mentor is learn how to be collaborative. Sure. Learn how to take people's feedback, learn how to bring people into your projects, learn how to Impart knowledge and and say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna t- draw some of this from over here, and I'm gonna draw some more from over this place. And what's gonna happen is we're gonna be the best. You know, when we worked when I worked at Gangplank and you know, Derek Neighbors and Ward Andrews and James Archer and Jade Meskill, the founders, and Joshua Strebel, the founders of Gangplank. You know, we had all these signs all around Gangplank. And it was they're all about you know collaboration over competition. That was one of the big mantras that we always had that I've stuck to. But the other one, other big sign was one on, on one of the conference rooms when you walked in. It said, no one here is, no one is here to steal your idea because they're working on better ones.
1: <laughs> and
0: like I've always thought about that. And it's always like I'm not afraid to throw my ideas out there. You know, I have an idea about a peer-to-peer learning system, you know, that I want to build. I have ideas about, you know, an online frame shop that I wanted to build out with some people that we have. I have ideas all the time about stuff, and I throw them out. I fly them, float them past people. And the people that I float them past, right, could potentially take these ideas and run with it themselves. Mm -hmm. But who cares if they do? Because, look, I would rather have that conversation where I gain valuable insight and valuable, you know, uh, knowledge and run that risk of floating my idea out there versus, you know, not doing it for fear that they're going to steal it. So collaboration is a big one. And I think the Trinity,
1: you know, has, has been built on the idea of collaboration. Sure. I mean, a lot of, and collaboration goes all over the place, you know, uh, collaboration with other colleagues in the industry, taking feedback, from clients to our team and figuring intern, you know, collaborating internally on how do we implement these ideas and Hey, you know, something's broken. How do we fix this as a team? Yeah. And I think that it's not only teamwork.
0: I think that the the valuable lesson that I've learned through collaboration is my idea is not always the best one. And my idea is not always the only, not, o- not always the only way to get something done. Sometimes sure. there are better ways to do things, but collaboration is worthless if you're not open to the collaborative process. Yep. And that's a big, big thing. So if you're out there, so, so far we've said, latch out to a mentor, not all people, not not all marketers are created equal, be collaborative. You know, the other thing that I really want to stress on this one is, and I don't think people talk enough about this, is when you work with a mentor and you become collaborative, (laughs) Right you're going to run in circles of people who are going to achieve, achieve certain successes. Right now, you know, I've always heard John Lee Dumas say, you know, you are the average, you are the average of the five people you hang around with the most. So choose accordingly, Mm -hmm. you know, within your business circles, you know, and also another one that I've often heard is if you hang out with four broke people, you're going to be the fifth, you know, and that's all true, right? So, the thing that I also want to stress is like through having a mentor and through the collaboration process, you're going to run with people who are going to become successful and they may become more successful. They may become successful in a a quicker amount of time than you. You have to be a little, you have to be patient. But one thing that me and my circle of friends have always been very, very good at, which is why we're so close and collaborative with one another is we're able to celebrate one another's successes without jealousy. It is ridiculously important. you know this you know marketing and WordPress development is a, is a competitive play, space, right? Let's not. I want to win every every game that we play a hundred to zero. You know what I mean? I have the mindset that I want to dominate. I have the mindset that I want to win a hundred to zero. But the thing is is that when I my friends I see who are working on cool stuff like Chuck Reynolds, one of my best friends, works within the WordPress space, works in the web dev space. You know he achieve, You know he gets contracts that Trinity couldn't handle, or and he works on projects that are not suited for us. Are we jealous over that? No, I'm super.
1: See you later, Greg, him. and thanks everybody. You know, Joshua hearing
0: and Kitty Hawk. They've received, you know, in upwards of five to ten million dollars in funding from venture capitalists. Am I happy for Josh? Of course I am because that's what he wants. You know what I mean? And it doesn't affect me one way. Not once am I – do I say, God, I wish that was us or oh, why isn't that us and da da da, da. That's how – you know, when you celebrate other people's successes, you actually become inspired. You, you get inspired to achieve your own level of successes. The worst kind of dream for you ever to achieve is the dream that's not yours think about that like I don't want VC money I never wanted VC money for anything that I've ever done
1: I can't see you putting on a tie for anyone no
0: I I don't think think that that's a requirement I I might have
1: to put on my best hoodie
0: (laughs) I put on my my, uh, Sand Sand Hill Road hoodie on you know know, I I took a picture I I had a I took an Instagram photo of the exit in Palo Alto Sand Hill Road and I the caption was like more dreams are crushed here than Hollywood Boulevard (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's totally true. Sand Hill Road, if you don't know, is where all the venture capital firms are, you know, located in Silicon Valley. So I think that being able to celebrate success, other people's successes is huge to the, your personal and your professional growth. The last thing that I want to say on this, and I don't want, and this is something that I've learned, is no matter how hard you work for your company and no matter how hard you work for the brand and what you're building, make sure you work on other fun stuff too. So, like, Mm -hmm. I have a bunch of ideas that I, you know, I'm in a fitness and a vegan, um, you know, in nutrition and stuff like that. I have a couple of fun ideas of things that I want to build. And, like, is that technically work? Nah, it overlaps, but it's going to be fun stuff. I can sharpen my skill set. I can work on fun things that I can give out to the world and be collaborative with. And it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, like Michelle Schultz said. She has her fitness and nutrition blog, and it, it keeps her inspired on the personal side of her life, plus the professional side of her life. So find time Mm -hmm. to work on something fun. Like the Google rule is like 80% of your work week, you work on things, you know, that are within your job description. Other 20%, you work on something fun and personal for yourself. I totally believe that. So, I mean, find time to have some fun within what you do. What do you think of that one?
1: No, I think that's fantastic. Well, you're going to use some of the skill sets you're going to need for work. You know, it's not work if you really enjoy it. And you're not out to make money for something, you know, it, sometimes it's nice just to have that collaborative and creative side where there is no pressure. Yeah. And I look
0: at it like this, like I play, you know, I play a couple of instruments and I play them for the pleasure of playing them. Yep. I play them if no one's listening. I play them if people are listening. I play them with people. I play them by myself. You know what I mean? But I do it for the enjoyment and to have fun. You know, it's the same type of thing in the projects you can work on. You know, you can take on, you know, volunteering, giving back. Huge. You know what I mean? You can Mm -hmm. find some fun things to do, you know, within the nonprofit space. You know, there's, if you're an animal lover, there are animal rescues always looking for help. If you have passion for, you know, serving the, you know, for helping the underserved and underprivileged. There are organizations for that, you know, and all things that you can do to give back. So like you can have fun, give back and become a better professional all at the same time. And I think that that what that ends up doing is making you a better, well-rounded individual, which is important for everything else. So I know that it's scary. I know that, you know, we've said a lot here, but these are all things that I've learned firsthand. Like I went into starting my own company because I had. I well, I got fired again from an agency, and then I had four hundred dollars to my name, a laptop, a will to do things better, and bills to pay. And here I am, Mm -hmm. close to ten years Ten years later, you know, still, you know, one of the most unemployable people in the world, but doing things on my own terms and doing things with Trinity uh, on our own terms. You know, so I think that it's super important to learn these things as you go along. And one thing. I guess the last thing I would say is know that you do not know everything. Don't be yep. defensive when you get feedback. Listen to it. You do not know everything. You just started at a company. You are not the foremost expert at what you're doing. Be careful calling yourself an expert and never, ever, please never call yourself a rock star, guru, ninja, jedi any of that shit because that's just you just end up looking like a dick so i mean just understand you don't know everything but you do know a lot you know a lot because you went through school to know a lot now you have to Mm -hmm. get the experience so what what do you think
1: i mean the only other i I agree the only thing i would add is you know be ready to walk that tightrope of you know, eagerly embracing change without going overboard and, you know, SOS, shiny object syndrome. Chasing every new, every new trend and every new tool and this and that, you know, be be eager to embrace change because in our industry, if you have the same process in place for six months, it's probably time to reevaluate it because technology has emerged, you know, social media, new features, this and that. And in all reality, this, you know, this industry 20 years ago looked very different.
0: Oh, it looked really different. It was, it was, you know, uh, direct mail and print on demand and all things like that Billboards were just coming. And,
1: yeah, and now yeah. we're talking digital real estate and right. things like, you know, digital real estate, digital broadcasting, social media, all of that, where it is so different, you know. Be ready to embrace change. It's oh. going to happen, especially within this vertical. But, yeah, well, you know, don't go overboard and chase every new thing because, you know, Ideas, like we said, aren't worth, you know, much without execution behind them. And it's really early. It's really easy to be an early adopter for the wrong thing.
0: Yep. And with that being said, like, also, like, know, know your worth, know your value, know what you're contributing, because you are contributing, you know, from day one to things. So sure. all we just, you know, everything that we just said, you know, you put that stuff in place, you're a valuable asset, you're going to be contributing. You know, I could, I could say a couple of life lessons here, you know, where it's like, you know, watch your money. Don't become a, a $40,000 millionaire like they always talk about. Don't sure. get the MC Hammer syndrome. You know, quick money, you know, slow money is good money. You know what I mean? Don't, you know, don't get lured into things that aren't you. And also understand like what drives you. You know, like one of the things that I always have had to realize with myself is like, You know, are you community driven? Are you financially motivated? Are you lifestyle motivated? Like what motivates you? What makes you really want to get up and do a great job on everything that you touch that day? You know, me, I'm lifestyle motivated. I strive for a healthy work blend, work life blend, you know, and I think it's important to understand that stuff. Don't get the MC hammer syndrome. You know, when when you have, you know, like thousand dollars to your name, that doesn't mean that, you know, you should be flowing bottles in the club, you know, things like that. I mean, just take care of yourself and just take care and you set yourself up, you know, for a long journey. And you know what, the people who I see burn themselves out of industries are people who don't give back. People who go out there and have the big ego and arrogance, you know, once your ego and arrogance is greater than your contribution and your value to a, a company, you're not worth anything.
1: No, you're highly, you're you're easily replaceable at that point.
0: Easily replaceable, you know why? Because you are a terrible culture fit at that point. Mm-hmm. I've been there, you know where I've had to, I've had to fire some of the most talented people that I've ever worked with because their ego and arrogance exceeded their value in the, the level of things that I had to put up with, and that's one of the things I've always stuck with. Yep. So I mean, there's a lot there. Like I can't stress enough, though, finding a good mentor, becoming collaborative, understand that you don't understand everything, but you have everything to gain by seek by gaining that understanding,
1: Mm -hmm. you know, and you just mentioned work life blend, now would be the time to figure that out.
0: Yeah, and that's also elusive. And that also changes based on circumstances, you know, uh, sure, you know, on your personal situations, you know, uh, are do do you have a girlfriend? Do you have, you you know, what I mean, Uh, a wife, kids, things like that, that work life blend, ever changes it's always a constant thing and don't be afraid to roll with those punches too so yeah anything anything wrap wrapping up here this has been a good episode i know we kind of got off topic of, of typically of what we talk about but i felt like this is a good one it was just kind of on my mind as i'm listening to the Chopwood carry water book and uh i think that you know there is a lot out there you know for people to experience and to contribute to something bigger than themselves
1: Yeah, and I think this is a a conversation that I'd really love to see, you know, what other people, uh, you know, what other advice you guys would offer out there, the listeners, you know? Yeah, so if you do have more advice,
0: yeah, so sorry to cut you off there, Kev. So if you do have more advice, you know, hit us up on Twitter at Trinity Web Media and tell us what you would tell yourself when you were first starting out on this journey. So any, any parting thoughts, Kev?
1: No, no, I think we covered it.
0: Excellent. Well, thanks everyone for listening and and, and uh, dealing with us going a little bit off topic. We do appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you for all 72 episodes that you've listened to. There's tons of content. You know, if you subscribe to TrinityWebMedia.com slash iTunes, um, you can get us on iTunes. You can get us on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, PodCoin, wherever else you get your podcast. So definitely look us up. So... We appreciate you listening. Kevin, thanks for your time.
1: Thank you, Greg. And thanks everybody for listening.
0: And we'll talk to you soon.